We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Sometimes somebody else says it so well that we have no business paraphrasing them. We should just quote them, be quick, be clear, and be done, and let their words stand on their own. And today I'm going to do that with a woman who has an excellent response with regard to COVID, masking, and vaccinations. Her name is Adina Hoshauer. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. As I said in the introduction, there are times when all of us are guilty of taking the words of somebody else and trying to paraphrase those words and communicate the same idea in our own language, in our own cadence. And sometimes it's appropriate because for the sake of space or time, we need to do that. And sometimes there's a comment made by somebody else that is really, really good, but it may be a little verbose, a little too long. They may have gotten off topic a bit. So you want to take some of those words out of their quote and shorten the thing a bit. Well, there are also times when somebody else nails it. They're spot on. They say it exactly as it needs to be said. And I think it's wise for us to, to admit that and to respect that. And I'm going to try to do so today on today's show. Adina Hoshar has just posted something that I don't think anybody could say any better. I certainly can't. She covers, covers the issues, excuse me, of masks the COVID pandemic, COVID vaccines, and even revelation and end times theology, prophecy, and warning. Now, you know I've covered all of the above in recent shows, and therefore I'm going to use Adina's post as a way to tie a bow around this entire thing and just tie it tight and say, there you are. That's what I've been trying to say, and she just said it better than anything I could have ever come up with. So that's today's show. Let's take a break so that I don't have to interrupt the flow of Adina Hoshauer's comments, her post, with regard to COVID, masks, vaccines, and end times theology, and how they all come together, and what she has to say about it, and what I think you should hear and rise up and give a standing ovation to and say, good for you. That's exactly what we've all been thinking and what we all wanted to say. You just nailed it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. So welcome back to The Rebellion. As I said, I have a, a variety of Facebook friends, and I really enjoy reading their material as much as my own, obviously. And often they give me inspiration to write or to speak or, or to do a radio show, a podcast on given topics. 
And if I use some of the material, I hope that I always do justice to giving them appropriate credit, citing them appropriately, giving proper attribution for the ideas or the writings or the quotes that are theirs. Well, today, uh, almost everything that I say from here on out is Adina Hoshar's. It's not mine. I'm going to quote her because I can't say it any better. And again, the issue is where are we as a culture when it comes to this question of managing pandemics, uh, government intervention versus individual freedom, the desire for safety versus liberty, COVID-19, COVID vaccines, masks, and other treatments such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, etc., etc., etc. Well, like I said, Adina has a statement that answers all of these questions and ties it together so nicely that I just want to quote her. So from here on out, these are not my words. These are the words of Adina Hoshar. She says, I recognize that I post a great deal on COVID, masks, and vaccines. The reason I do so is that there is an evidential truth, an evidential truth before each of us in this pandemic, which should serve as a reverberating warning. We are being controlled, and that control is escalating in force. From the start, news was suppressed and the virus came out, that the virus came out from the lab in Wuhan. I'll say that again. From the start, news was suppressed that the virus came out of the lab in Wuhan. And then the fear peddling was ramped up so that it was now necessary to curtail individual freedoms. But just for a short time just two weeks to flatten the curve, right? And initially, we didn't need masks until, well, then we did. And with our obedience, the suggestions became dictates, which increasingly proposed that individual liberties must bow to science. The masks became permanent features, not only of inside use, but of outside as well. Even children are now forced to mask up for six hours a day to protect their teachers from them, the kids. The might and strength of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights have become a testing ground for just how far the government is willing to go to achieve safety at the expense of liberty. We watch the scientific articles on alternative treatments suppressed and forbidden. We watched doctors driven underground who knew the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. We witnessed the shadow banning of information that ran contrary to the official state program. Mine own included, she says. Just today, I read that, and she's referring to me here, Dr. Everett Piper had his most recent article on the strength of natural immunity shadow banned as all content regarding the vaccine is monitored and sifted and censored and controlled through willing social media agents of the state. The acceleration of government force is evident. If you won't voluntarily take the vaccine, they will use force to get you to submit. Your job and livelihood will be at stake Want to feed your kids? Get the jab. Want to fly in the United States? Get the jab. Want to avoid being in a second-tier class of citizenship? Get the jab. 
And now we are in a new phase. The hesitant are now being blamed for hurting others. Their reluctance and conscience be damned. They are willfully harming those who are doing their hardest to be safe. We are in, so they say, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Imagine this. We must protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. What madness is this? Some doctors in Florida, Alabama, and Vermont are now refusing to see patients who have refused the vaccine. I read a post upon post of fellow American citizens actually hating those who are unvaccinated and their sincerest wishes are that America be purged of such people. Let them die. They will dance on our graves just as they will throw parties when the two witnesses are slain in Revelation 11.10. Sidebar, go look that up. Revelation 11.10, how the two witnesses are slain and the world celebrates their death. Back to her words. President Biden has promised to use the strength of his office to mandate a vaccine that many, many millions are hesitant about and that will lead to labor shortages. Many people are quitting over the vaccine mandate. So these shortages will soon be filled with who? The right people. The people who are in agreement with the government's point of view. And all of this, all of this, without long-term studies to inform us of the potential risks and harms. Sidebar, how many times have I told you there are no longitudinal studies to prove the veracity, the efficacy of this vaccine. They don't exist. Back to Adina's words. We are not, of course, in the tribulation, but we appear to be doing a practice run for it. It has never been simply about masking up. It has been about obedience, obedience to the state. Close quote, Adina Hoshauer. I couldn't say it any better, folks. I couldn't say it any better. With regard to end times prophecy, no, this isn't the mark of the beast. But Adina is spot on in saying it's a practice run. They're softening up the cultural soul. In fact, Roger Williams, one of the original Baptists back in the, I think, uh, early 1700s, I think Thomas Jefferson cites Roger Williams. He actually called it soul rape. The rape of the soul. When you force obedience, when you force people to do things that they may not want to do, when you force them to go against their conscience, you're raping their soul. You're compromising. You're forcing yourself upon the very being that thing in the human spirit that makes it the Omago Dei, the image of God. You're raping the soul. The government is responsible for forcing itself upon you right now. They could force itself, the government could force itself upon your body, and that would be physical rape. But they can force your, it's, they can force themselves upon your spirit and upon your mind and force you into compliance 
and that's the rape of the soul. That is what you're witnessing right now. It's a practice run to see how quickly they can get the body politic to bow in subservience, in obedience to the experts, to the fact checkers, to the smart folks who are telling you what to read, what to think, when to go to a restaurant, how to go shopping, when you can't go shopping, and oh, by the way, if you don't agree with us, you are the ones who should die because we won't treat you any longer. We won't give you medical care because you brought this pandemic upon all the rest of us. Oh, yes, we've been vaccinated, so we're safe, but it's still you people, the unvaccinated, who are compromising our safety. I know it makes no sense. It's a self-refuting argument. But isn't everything progressives say self-refuting? They're the ones who have been lecturing us for years about tolerance, and now they won't tolerate you because you don't want to be a guinea pig for a drug that hasn't been around long enough to test. It hasn't been on the market long enough to know what its long-term side effects are. So they won't tolerate you. But yet they were the ones who made tolerance our culture's, our culture's highest virtue. They're the ones who say love trumps hate, but then they turn around and hate you so much that they wish for your death. And they say so in social media. I just wish you would all die off. That was a quote I read to you yesterday in one of the emails I received, simply because I wrote an article on natural immunity. And it became about Trump, even though the article had nothing to do with Trump. And the irony here is the vaccine was created under Trump. Now, that's a bit of a problem for those of us who don't want the vaccine, who may have been voters for Trump rather than Biden. We need to resolve that, but that has nothing to do with the inconsistency and the duplicity and the hypocrisy of the progressive left. Those people who say they're tolerant, those people who say they stand for love, those people who claim to be open-minded, those people who disparage the close-mindedness of the fundamental Christians, those people who say that evangelical Christians are nothing but the American Taliban. They ignore the fact that the Taliban, as we speak, is engaging in religious butchery. They're actually beheading little boys. Word out this week, they beheaded a nine-year-old boy and a 10-year-old boy as punishment for either their own personal beliefs or as an example, an example to the parents and the rest of the family members as to what would happen if they don't submit. Oh, we're not at the point in the United States yet where we're suffering physical, physical torture or physical rape, but we definitely are at the point in the United States where we're suffering torture and rape of the mind and the soul. I mean, look at what's going on in our schools. 
were teaching elementary age kids. Kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders, fifth graders. We're teaching kids in elementary school that a female is not a fact. And that if you want to pretend to be something that you are not biologically, then your pretensions, your pretensions make it so. That's your reality. And no one has the right to tell you different. Nobody has the right to tell you that you're not a female if you're a male. Nobody has the right to tell you that you're not a cat if you're a human being. Nobody has the right to tell you you're not a dragon if you're a person. Nobody has the right to tell you anything any longer because it's all about what you feel. And the facts be damned. This is the state of affairs in the United States right now. It's the rape of the soul. It's the forcing upon the human mind, the human psyche. It's the it's Big Brother saying, you will, you will do what I tell you to do. It's the progressive left that aligns itself with Big Brother, who's saying, you will do what we tell you to do. We will burn your books. We will, we will censor you on social media. We will shadow ban you because we don't have the guts to actually confront you in the public square. We're just going to ban you in a shadowy way so that you might not even notice. If somebody didn't call you and say, hey, your article just went down. I was looking at it and it disappeared. You'd never know, which was my case last week. Do you get my point? Adina is spot on. We are not in the tribulation yet, but we appear to be doing a practice run for it. It has never been about simply masking up. It's been about obedience, obedience to the state. Again, Adina Hoshar's quote. You know, I've said over and over again, we need to decide what our first thing is. What's the first thing for our culture? Is the first thing, is our top priority, is, is it freedom or isn't it? Are we the land of the free and the home of the brave? Or are we the land of the fearful and home of the obedient? Which is it? I would just like to know. I mean, my land, as I speak to you right now, we found out that Gavin Newsom, the man who shut down the church, shut down the restaurants, shut down the grocery stores, shut down the local parks, shut down the beaches, took away the individual freedoms and liberties of millions of people across California. The man who is such a hypocrite that he goes and parties at high-end restaurants without masks, but yet threatens you with legal action, fines, and even jail time, if you don't wear a mask, tells churches like John MacArthur's church that they're in violation of the law if they just conduct services. This man, this despot of a man, just got elected in the recall election by 62%. At least that's the number I saw last. 62% of the people of California who have been subject subjected to this man's 
despotism and tyranny, his arbitrary exercise of power, his arrogance, 62% of the population just voted to give him more authority rather than less. Where did this start? I would argue it started in your schools. Because remember, I covered a few weeks ago the story about the curriculum in California and how they're now teaching, they're now teaching the students in California across the entire state to chant to the Aztec gods of human sacrifice, to appreciate those gods and to engage in what they're now calling, calling, excuse me, what they're now calling counter-genocide. They're actually saying that. They're teaching the students of California to engage in counter-genocide. You say, what's that? Well, you tell me. It doesn't sound very good, does it? It doesn't sound like a peaceful thing to engage in. It doesn't sound like a good idea, the higher and more noble ideas of what it means to be a free people, free culture, the United States of America. It sounds like they're foaming resentment and division rather than championing unity, una veritas, the unity that comes from truth. It doesn't sound very good. And back to the issue of doctors refusing treatment. What the heck are they talking about? Are they going to start refusing treatment to smokers because you made poor choices if you're smoking? And no, we're not going to treat you because it's your fault. Are they going to start refusing health care to homosexuals and trans individuals who've contracted HIV and AIDS? and other sexually transmitted diseases. Will they refuse treatment to those people because they've engaged in personal choices that have compromised their health? How about the sheriff of the local county? Should he refuse to respond to somebody who uh, made the poor choice, a woman who made the poor choice of marrying an abusive husband who beats her all the time, and the woman hasn't moved out of the house yet? She's She's codependent, and she keeps enabling the man to do it over and over again to her and her children. Should the sheriff refuse to respond to that woman's call because of her poor choices? I'm not going to help you. It's your fault. That's what these doctors are saying in Florida and Alabama and Vermont. They're refusing to see patients because you refused the vaccine. When did that happen? How is that the fulfillment of the Hippocratic Oath? You made poor choices. You got sick. I'm not going to see you. What percentage of the people that are now in your local hospital are there because of poor choices? They ate too much. They ate the wrong things. They smoked too much. They smoked the wrong things. They rode a motorcycle without a helmet on. They didn't protect themselves. They weren't safe. They have head damage now. They have brain damage. So the doctor isn't going to see them because they were foolish? They didn't wear a helmet when they went out on their motorcycle? Where does this end? Where does this logic end? I've said a thousand times over that ideas have consequences. Good ideas, good culture, good community, good church, good country, good kids. Bad ideas, the opposite. And I'm telling you right now that this idea of government largesse, government knows best, 
Big Brother is going to impose himself on you physically and spiritually. Big Brother is going to rape you physically by forcing you to do things physically you don't want to do. And he's going to rape your soul by forcing you to compromise it, to sell it to the devil, to give up your freedoms for the sake of a little bit of extra safety, another day or two of safety, that Big Brother in his gracious, omnipotent, sovereign wisdom is willing to grant you. This is where we are as a culture right now. People are losing their jobs. People can't travel. People are being relegated to second-tier status, second-class citizenship, because they just disagree, and they're asking good questions. And what are you doing? What's your church doing? What's your community doing? Are you silent? Or are you speaking out? Are you afraid to speak out? Are you afraid that if you do, you'll be banned from social media? Or you'll be criticized by a family member? I've been called an extremist by family members for saying nothing other than what I've just said. I've challenged the stupidity of somebody suggesting that Joe Biden is an honest man, a man of integrity, and that finally we have a person, a nice person, a decent human being in the White House. For saying that that's asinine to suggest that, I've been called an extremist. Well, guilty as charged, I guess, for pointing out the facts and saying, you know what? Your progressive feelings really don't matter much to me. I would like to know what's true. And I'll stake my life on that rather than allow my soul to be raped by a government that's only too willing to do so. The only rebellion you have left when they've taken everything else is the weapon of truth. Truth. That's the only rebellion you have left. They can take your house, they can take your job. They can take your livelihood. They can accuse you of a lot of things that aren't true. But if you hold fast to what you know to be true, you still win at the end of the day because you didn't allow your soul to be compromised by an overbearing intellectual and spiritual rapist. I'm Dr. Everett Piper. And this is The Rebellion.